Greetings and welcome to a brand new episode of Out the Box Talks. I am your host, Krill. I am excited to have another new episode, another Friday, banging it out, making sure we keep that consistency going. <laughs> uh, this is episode 47. So um, I definitely want to, you know, big ups all of our listeners for tuning in. If you've been checking out the show on a consistent basis, uh, I really appreciate you, man. Um, big ups to all of our regular listeners. So um, today, as I always do, we have a brand new artist that I want to definitely um, talk to and introduce to the Out the Box listening audience. Well, not brand new to, you know, those heads out there that's like really deep into independent and underground hip-hop but definitely brand new to you know the interview platform that we represent out the box but um i'm just excited to have him on the show today he's um put out a number of projects over over the years he just released uh martyr music 2 which is part of a uh, i believe a three-part series with uh producer hobgoblin that actually came out in September. So, you know, a few weeks ago, um, I believe it was like September 18th, like middle of September. He also put out an album with another producer by the name of DJ Grasshopper uh, under the group The Fix. The album is called This Is War. That came out, I think, sometime in the beginning of the summer. You know, so, um, you know, Brother is definitely got his thing happening man he's definitely consistent putting out a lot of music and uh, his music definitely represents that raw street you know wu-tang influence kind of hip-hop you know so i i definitely am excited to build with him today he is hailing natively from staten island but he also represents uh baltimore maryland today so without further ado man i just want to introduce to our out the box talks listening audience my brother jamel honesty welcome to out the box talks hey hey what's going on man what's it's the deal for honor to be on your platform man yes indeed man i'm very grateful to have you here man episode 47 man this has been a really big year for for out the box you know it's probably the most consistent year i've ever been you know, out of all the years that I've been doing, um, you know, me and my co-host A Level, we've been doing these shows. So, thank you for yeah, being I here. Yeah, you, 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 you've been putting in some work, a lot <laughs> of work this year, man. A lot of, a lot of big names, you know, important names in the scene. So, yeah, definitely kudos to you. Much respect, you, man. man. Much respect. Yeah. So, um, as usual with these interviews, man, I like to kind of start off by giving the artists an opportunity to talk about you know, their history and just, you know, what, what got you started on the path of becoming an MC? Like, so just tell the people a little bit about your journey and why you decided that our MCing was going to be your, your path. Yeah, no doubt, man. I mean, you know, um, just come, you know, coming up, uh, you know, in the nineties, eighties, nineties or whatever, you know, and just being, you know, coming up in New York, you know, actually just being around, 
um, in, in, in the neighborhoods, man, I mean, you know, hip hop was all over the place around that time. So, um, even if I did, even if I wasn't really into it, which was the case, you know, at some point it was, you know, it was going to be a part of my life because it was all around me. Um, so that's pretty much what happened, man. Like, you know, um, of course, you know, I heard the, the run DMC coming up, the, the rock hymns and the cool G raps and the big daddy canes. Um, but what really made me get into it, um, was when I heard, um, two songs, uh, smooth operator, by big daddy Kane and scenario. Mm. Uh, those two songs kind of, um, put the battery in my back to keep, you know, to, to start it, to spark me, so to speak, to say, Hey, this is what I want to do. So I started with that. And then, you know, a few years later, of course, when Wu-Tang came out, man, it, that really charged me up. Cause I'm like, yo, these dudes are pretty much from the same town that I'm from. Mm. And, you know, they're making all this noise and it just was like, you know, it was just a huge thing for me. Um, and I saw that and that like ever since then it's, it's, it's been, you know, uh, tunnel vision when it comes to this hip hop shit. Dope, dope, dope. <laughs> yeah. Now, um, yeah. you know, like you referenced, you know, coming up in Staten Island and I know now that you're, you're, you reside in Maryland. Talk to me a little bit about what it was like coming up in Staten Island. Were you connected with any of the Wu members? Like, did you have any like, you know, run-ins experiences? Yeah, yeah run-ins or experiences? Yeah, not at all. Um, okay. The thing is, is um, I grew up in a neighborhood that was probably just as bad <laughs> hmm. um, as, as you know where they came from, because you know Wu Tang comes out of they came out of two neighborhoods, which is very really close together, Park Hill and Stapleton. Right. Um, I, I'm from actually two neighborhoods. Uh, my my mother's from West Brighton, so she grew up there. And my grandmother lived there, and then we actually moved to Manus Harbor Projects um, when I was a, a baby. So um, you know, I kind of grew up in both neighborhoods. That's how I I, I, I know Squeezy Squeezy Yo. Right. Um, you know, I, I know you you interviewed him. Yes. We used to live in the same building together. Now I remember when he was like you know like a baby. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> wow. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, you know, we go back to that. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. But, um, nah, I, to answer your question, no, I didn't have any connection at all right. um, to, to the Wu. It was just that, you know, and then, you know, the thing, the thing was, you know, a lot of those neighborhoods are like rival neighborhoods, but it was like, um, you know, just to see them coming from Staten Island, period. You know, even though they were from a different neighborhood that I didn't frequent at all, it was still like, you know, kind of like the same thing. Like, oh, yo, these dudes coming from my town. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it was pretty pretty much the same thing, man. Um, you know, <laughs> drugs, violence, you know, um, all that. Hip-hop, you know, all the same thing, man. Right, um, right. You know, and, and pretty much what was going on in New York, period, uh, during that time. You know, you're talking about the late 80s, you know, 90s, and, you know, until now. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It ain't, it, it's all the same. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
trust me, trust me. A lot of people think that, you know, Staten Island is whatever, but yeah, these, these neighborhoods are, are pretty dangerous. Yeah. You know, I mean? you know it's dangerous. interesting when you, um, when you spoke about, you know, where you came from in, in reference to projects, like, I think even New Yorkers to a degree, when they think about Staten Island, and I mean New Yorkers that come from other boroughs, right? And me being from Brooklyn, you when you when it comes to Staten Island, as far as black people are concerned, like a lot of times the the connection is woo, right? And um, right. I'm it, it's interesting, like when you hear when you hear about woo, you hear primarily about Stapleton and Park Hill. But it's interesting right. to hear another side, right? Or you, even though it's still like hood influenced, right? It's still like mm -hmm. there's more to it. Like, what is it about Staten Island that you feel like beyond the woo, um, people should know about? You know that that represents, you know, the element of um, just like black culture and black struggle or black um black empowerment you know what i'm saying like just well, well, that, would, that folks might not say, know yeah what i would say about that is um you know staten island is very is, is very small mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so pretty much everybody knows everybody and you know <laughs> you might be related to everybody pretty much you know even if you're in a different neighborhood um but it, it's it's when I was when I was coming up, man, you know, it was still kind of segregated. So it's like, you know, a lot of people think of Staten Island as a suburb, mm -hmm. but you know, we didn't. You know, when I was coming up, you know, we didn't really. It's kind of like everywhere, man. You know, when you're coming up in the hood, like a lot of people just stay in that area. They don't branch out. So I mean, we would go to like the malls and stuff like that, and we would see, oh, damn, you know, they living all right out here. But when we go back to where we at, it's you know, pissy staircases, mm. elevators, you know what I mean? Drugs and this, that, and the third. But, um, you know, you know, it is, it's, it's, it's suburbia until you get to them corners and stuff right. like that, where the, where they put all the projects at, you know what I'm saying? So you got, you know, you got, uh, Manus Harbor, you got West Brighton, you got New Brighton, you got Stapleton, you got Park Hill. And then there's a spot, um, called Arlington, which is a small project that's like not too far from Manus Harbor projects. So you have those, um, and that's you know predominantly you know the the black and brown community. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Where a lot of the same things that go on in every hood, specifically in New York, it goes on. So right. it's like the same thing. It's just that you know. Um, it's not, you know, the access, uh, accessibility, accessibility to like, you know, um, you know, the access to the things that you might have in the city or in Brooklyn and stuff like that. It's not really the same. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you can't, you know, you got to hop on a ferry to get, get over to this, you know, to the city and all of that. Whereas though you may not have to do that in the other boroughs, you can get on a subway and, you might have your own thing going there, you know. Yeah. Nobody really hangs out in Staten Island. I put it put it that way. You, I mean, and if you're from the boroughs, you know that. Yeah. But um, you know, it's not a lot to do, and I think that's why it um it has so many issues 
um, with violence and, and yeah. stuff like that to this day. Because mm. it's not a lot to do. You know mm. what I'm saying? And people stay there. You know what I mean? People don't really branch out. You know, they stay in those neighborhoods and, you know, um, until they die. <laughs> wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so but yeah, for, for yeah, you, speaking of, um, you know, staying, you, you actually, you ventured out. Right. Yeah. And you you yeah. you reside in Maryland in, in Maryland. So um talk to me a little bit about what prompted the move for you and how yeah, um, mother, that kind of manifested. Yeah, my mom, you know, I, so I moved here like as a teenager. Um mom's wanted a better life for me. You know what I'm saying? And my brother or whatever, so we moved out here. Um not knowing that, you know, <laughs> You know, Baltimore has they they got their own demons too. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? But mm -hmm. you know, when we used to come out here to visit, um, I would we would go out to the suburbs in Baltimore. So uh, what they what they call Baltimore County. So it was a it was it was a big difference from coming from the projects to now I'm out here with a whole bunch of grass, deer running around, and you know all that kind of all, all that kind of stuff. So um it was dope i thought it was like heaven you know what i mean and then you know until i got a little older i had to branch out a little bit you know and i started seeing that yo it's, it's ain't no different than where i came from it's, mm. it, it, it's not worse wow <laughs> yeah so yeah um you know in baltimore is uh, a lot of people you know even though Maryland is considered to be a Southern state, you know, Baltimore is its own thing, man. Mm. You know, um, I wouldn't even say it's, I wouldn't even say it's slow, you know, um, cause it's a mixture. It's like, you know, you, 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 you find New York co culture, Philly, you know, you know, and then, you know, Baltimore just has their own thing. They got their slang. They got the way they, you know, their fashion and sense and, um, even the music, you know, so it wasn't that much of a difference, but of course it is a difference because there's no place like New York. Every, you know, there's no place like New York, man. I have to say that. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Indeed. Of course. Yeah. Talk to me, uh, uh, about how hip hop presented itself or displayed itself to you by way of the Baltimore scene, like the music scene out there, how how has that scene contributed to you? Well, I, I would say that, you know, of course, I was already, by the time I moved down here, I was already rapping, you know. Um, like I had already said, hey, I'm, this, this is what I wanted to do. And I was, you know, of course, pretty aware what, what hip-hop was just coming from New York and stuff like that. But what I was surprised about was the fact that they did have, um, you know, Baltimore had its own scene. And, you know, you had a lot of lyricists back then that was, you know, still to this day that, that were pretty dope, you know, just as nice as those that I listened to, you know, on the radio or, you know, might have copped their tapes and all of that. So, um, you know, different artists I would check out um, you know, Morgan State, um, pretty sure you know about Morgan State. They have a 
they have a radio station down here, college radio station. Okay. Um, and they would bring a lot of artists, underground artists from New York. They would come down and, you know, um, you know, do interviews and, and they would just play a lot of music um, from those artists, you know, like your, your Nas's, your Wu-Tang's, you know, Gangstar, this, that, and the third. And then they would also mix in um, the locals, you know what I'm saying, people that came from the city. So um, I, I caught I caught one of that when I came came down, and, and that kind of um, sparked my interest on, you know, kind of finding out more about the, about the scene. So, you know, um, you know, as I started making my rounds uh, within the city, you know, um, you know, I would bump, you know, rub shoulders with certain certain artists. Um, there's a, a spot down here called The Harbor. Um, you know, cats used to do ciphers and all of that down there. So I would go down there and do ciphers and spit and all of that. You know, it was a place where you sharpen your skills, you know what I'm saying? And, um... You know, stuff like that, you know, ciphers and um, battles and all of that. So, yeah, you know, um, the scene has always, um, it's always been a scene down here. Mm, dope. You know what I'm saying? It's just that um, for some reason, um, the spotlight has never really shone properly on the city. But, right. I mean, there's, I mean, there's, um, a lot of talent, you know what I'm saying? Um, on both ends, you know, the singing and the rhyming, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, yeah. it's a lot of, lot of talent in the city, man. Yeah. From I'm, day one. You know what I mean? That's, that's really insightful to know. I'm, I'm, I'm a huge fan of the DMV scene, you know, um, when, when you talk about, for me, like people like Odyssey and Kev Brown and, and, um, right. Ken Starr and you know just right, yeah. so many so many elements that represent it's almost like a one of those one of those locations that represent hip hop that to me is a bit underrated you know people talk about so many other cities but like right. the DMV scene particularly in terms of its contribution to hip hop like I right. did an interview with Substantial uh, not too long ago. Right. And I know a lot of these artists have kind of moved out and ventured <laughs> to other areas. A lot of them have come to New York and but um it's it's a pretty um dope scene when you really think about it like the or at least the artists that came from that location. Really really good music, man, and a, a lot of of music that has a lot of substance to it. You know, not just a lot of soul and a I lot agree. of substance. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Um yeah, you know, um those guys are, are phenomenal, man. Um, yeah. You know, the, the low-budget uh, crew. Yes. Substantial. I've had conversations with him. He's definitely dope. Um, but, you know, the mind-blowing thing about it, and, and, and this is with me being a transplant, and I, I noticed that you mentioned it as well, it's like, you know, a lot of people, um, kind of when they speak of the DNV, they, they throw Baltimore in there. Why? Because it represents D.C., Maryland, and Virginia, right. of course. But when you <laughs> the mind-blowing part about that is a lot of people from Maryland don't, they don't consider Baltimore to be part of the DMV. Interesting. Yeah, right. So um, when, they, when they speak of, like, the DMV, they're talking about, like, um, 
parts of Maryland that are close to, to, DC. to the D.C., Maryland line. And, you know, Baltimore is kind of its own thing. But Interesting. I, I, you know, I consider it, I, I think it's kind of stupid, but, you know, people, uh, you know, convince me that that's what it is. So, you know, I guess I guess that's what it is. Right, right. But, um, you know, when people say, yo, you know, you, you're, you're out of the DMV, I don't correct them. You know what I mean? Cause yeah, yeah. It is what it is. I mean, I'm in Maryland. But, yeah, a lot of people uh, see Baltimore as, as a different thing. It's a, it's a different or separate kind of thing outside of the DMV, quote, unquote. Yeah. Wow, that, that's so, interesting. And, and, and I guess... I probably wouldn't obviously wouldn't know that because that seems like that's something that's coming from within Baltimore, just within those surroundings. People know that more so, but it's right. it's, it's, right. it's but good on to the know. Yeah, looking in, it's like yeah, yeah. It's the DMV, right? Yeah, 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 Maryland, yeah. Virginia, yeah, yeah. I get it. Thanks. I get it, and that's how I look at it too. But you know, some yeah. people look correct. You, oh, no, that's not it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I thank you for um for breaking that down. Now. I want to talk about the Martyr Music series, you know, right. which obviously you just released part two to that, not right. to like in September. So it's with producer Hobgoblin. Talk to me right. about your relationship with him. How did that come to be you um, working with him and then it, it transitioning right. into a, a trilogy from what I understand. It's supposed to be a part three to this, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yep. Part three will be coming. Um, you know, we haven't started working on it yet, but he just sent me a a batch of beats. Uh, that's okay. pretty much the whole album. So, yeah, we oh, wow. um, okay. we'll be yeah we will be working on that real real soon. But um, our working relationship started. I want to say, um, two thousand uh, early part of two thousand seventeen. It's not earlier than that, but mm. I met him through a group called um, Cloud City Projects, um, and basically this was like it's a conglomerate of, of of MCs, producers that decided to work together from all over the planet, pretty much. You know, people from the UK, people from Detroit, people from down south, people from New York, Cali, this, that, and a third. Um, so we actually worked on a project together called White Flags um, that I'm on a couple songs from. So I noticed that, you know, he was one of the producers and I, I kind of was out of, out of everybody, I, you know, his sound caught my ear um, was to the point where I was like, yo, let's, we should, um, we should try to work on something. And, um, you know, he felt the same way. And um, we started doing a few records. Um, I was, uh, at the time, I was dealing with a label um, that wanted me to do an LP. So um, once they gave me the green light on um, doing that, I hit high and was like, yo, let's, um, you know, let's start recording, you know, for this LP or whatever. Uh, the label wanted me to use other producers that were quote unquote known Mm. But I wasn't really with that at the time. I was like, yo, you know, I want to work with this guy. He's kind of, you know, got what I need in terms of the sound. Mm. Um, so we started working. Like, you know, once I got the green light, we started working. And, like, 
turned like I looked up and we had about maybe ten songs. Mm, so wow. things kind of fell through with that with that uh with that label, and um because we were waiting a while, mm, waiting around for them to like finish some things with this on the business side. Mm-hmm. So I got tired of waiting. I was like, yo, how yo, let's just release our own project. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I ain't waiting for these cats no more. So um that project was modern music. Mm. Um now the ten tracks that we worked on, we didn't use all ten. Um I actually put a lot of those uh records that we did um on a project uh kind of like a mixtape that I had put out before Modern Music called Versus and we released that um in October of two thousand eighteen, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so that's pretty much how the modern music series started. Um, you know, I always say it's kind of like a like a lab accident, man. You know what mm. I'm saying? So it was like when when we were re- when we actually put it out and it received the feedback from from part one, it was uh, I was kind of taken aback a little bit, like because even though I was happy with the outcome, um, because him and I worked so well, you know, we worked um, so well together. Um, I still was kind of like, wow, you know, um, surprised that, you know, um, how, how, uh, well received it was, mm. um, you know, coming from the supporters and the fans or whatever. Yeah, oh. man. So, you know, um, we saw how that, how that went and you know, as we were creating, it was kind of like, it wasn't like we sat down and really planned everything out, but as we were creating, that's how we came up with the concept. That's how we came up with the title. That's how we came up with the vibe. And I was like, yo, I want to do a three-part to this. So I had already, um, by the time we were finished part one, I already named part two and part three. So, um, mm. yeah, that's how, that's how that's been, man. And, you know, I, you know, our chemistry is great, man. We work well together. Um, the communication, even though he's on the other side of the planet, pretty much, um, you know, we still, you know, work very well uh, together, man. You know what I'm saying? Dope. You know, his sound definitely fits you. And, and when I listen to his sound, it's very reminiscent of that that raw, you know, East Coast, New York, Wu Tang sound like it's, it's it's just like razor sharp, and your your lyrics are, are pretty sharp too. So it, it works. I yeah. wanted to ask you that. one of the things that I is is pretty like apparent in terms of the 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 modern music series is um the cover artwork right. There's this Messiah type figure looks like Jesus Christ. And it has yeah, like right. yeah, remi- <laughs> reminiscent of like like some ancient biblical art. Talk mm-hmm. to me about your reason for displaying that type of artwork on the cover of the album. Like is like what's the significance and meaning behind it as it relates to you know the theme of the project or even the music of the project? Right. So, um, good question. I mean, you know, so the cover, the cover art does display, um, you know, um, a picture of, uh, the Messiah, you know what I'm saying? 
Um, so that does represent, you know, um, my spiritual beliefs and, you know what I'm saying, um, what I um, believe in in terms of, you know, who is the, you know, who is the supreme being, um, who I worship and who I consider to be um, my God in this, in, this, uh, in this life, you know what I'm saying, as, as we know it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that, that, was, that was one of the reasons. Um, and modern music, the word modern means uh, someone actually dying for what they believe in, right? Um, but specifically, um, it, it's usually a, a person that dies, um, you know, for, for believing in, in, in Jesus Christ. You know what I'm saying? But um, the reason why, I mean, so many different reasons uh, or different meanings of, of the cover. Mm-hmm. But modern music is basically kind of like the backdrop to, um, or the soundtrack to what, you know, um, my people or our people are going through in the black and brown community. You know what I'm saying? How we've been martyred um, and killed unjustly in this, in this, uh, in this country. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and they're kind of saying like, yo, um, enough is enough. You know, there's going to come a time where we won't be martyred. You know what I'm saying? There will be true justice mm-hmm. um, uh, on this planet at some point. You know what I'm saying? Through God. You know what I mean? Um, and actually, you know, that's something that I strongly believe in. Mm-hmm. But, I, you know, I don't beat, I don't beat, the thing is, is that I don't, I don't beat you and the head with it within the project. Right. The the cover speaks for itself. But you know, I have songs, you know, like Fabric, um, on the first on the first Martin Music is uh the self titled track Martin Music where, where I kinda go in depth um with that. Um but it's kinda like, you know, the medicine and the candy. Yeah. I was um, I was getting ready to ask you about like when you think about your music, when I listen to your music, there's a lot of biblical references and um, you do it right. in a way that's very clever. You know, that like you, you could listen to it. It's actually reminiscent to the way that I've seen some of the brothers that are affiliated with Wu have, have kind of exactly. like approached their music. Right. And I'm just curious to know, like what's your inspirations and your motivations for throwing in these clever biblical references, you know, and like, what do you hope uh, it conveys to the listener in regards to that approach? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm just speaking my truth. You know what I'm saying? Pretty much. Got it. You know, that's, that's the type of life that I live. However, I'm, I'm glad you, you know, I'm glad you, you're speaking on that and you picked it up. Um, my inspirations and, and this was, uh, you know, just coming up and, you know, when Wu dropped and, you know, you had cats like Sons of Man, mm-hmm. um, Killer Priest, um, that, you know, kind of caught my, my, my attention at the time because, you know, th- at that time, that's when I really got into the studies and studying the Bible and just learning, you know, my true history according to the biblical text. So it's like when these guys came out and they were making references to something that I ha- had already been studying and learning about mm-hmm. it sparked me, you know what I mean? Because a lot of times, you know, when you think of people talking about the Bible, it's like, Oh, you know, gospel rap. And this was something different. It was right. like, you know, it was dark, 
um, they called it horrorcore at the time, right? Um, you know, it was dark, but then it was like, even though the music was dark and the vibe was dark, but they were speaking, um, what they were speaking was, you know, sort of wisdom, you know what I'm saying? And, 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 and light, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of inspiring for me. Whereas though, to the, to the point where, you know, you can hear those influences in, in the modern music series. I, I even consider modern music to be a genre that um, myself and Hob um, kind of created with those undertones and with those influences, you know, the, the horrorcore and, you know, cats like the Grave Diggers and um, uh, Sons of Man and, you know what I'm saying, um, those dudes. You know how they uh, it was a Shabazz the, uh, the disciple, how they um, how they uh, put those references within the song, but still kind of made it sound dope. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, you could definitely yeah. hear it. You could definitely hear the influence and the inspiration. It's my, reminiscent. Put my own twist to it. Yeah, yeah. Put yeah. My own twist to it. Really. Absolutely. Now on. <laughs> On your track, True Indeed, you have a line that says, when idols become your rivals, it damages titles. Can you expound <laughs> on um, what you mean by that and, and why why it might be a problem? <laughs> well, you know, just, um, I, I'll put it to see, see this way without naming names. You know, just hearing, um, just looking up to certain certain artists and finding out that, hey, you know, they may not have uh, maybe wrote those things <laughs> that you look up to or they, you know, they may not have created those things that, you know, you hold there um, without naming names. You know right, 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 yeah. Um, that, you know, and then, you know, just finding out certain things that they may have done that was kind of, you know, kind of messed up, you know what I'm saying, to other artists that are coming up, such as myself. Um, that's why I made that reference. Mm. There's certain things that I know, that I heard of, that I heard about, um, you know, um, that I wasn't necessarily too happy about hearing. Um, I, that, that's the reason why I put that there. I'm going to leave it at that. Got it, got it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, every now and then I'll hear a line. You know, I'm a, I'm a lyric head, so I really listen and I'll hear lines and I'll be like, man, I wonder what he meant by that because yeah, it just yeah. helps me to appreciate yeah, the just, rhyme even just, more. It just, damage, it just damages things. It just, you know, you have, like I said, you have a picture in your head of the, the, the person or the people that you look up to and you hold, you know, you hold them to a certain standard, but mm-hmm. then you start hearing, oh, they did that. They did this, that, and a third, or they didn't do this, that, and a third. It kind of damages things for you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Got it. So Got it. That makes sense. No, that makes yeah, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> now, the single from this this new album, Martyr Music, to the Kingdom, right? It's called the Kingdom. Yeah. You put out a single called The Fabric, which you you actually referenced right. earlier. You have a line on there where you say, um. Ain't no glory in the gory-ish. Teaching people is more as effect. Feeding me wisdom like a Morpheus. And um, I got to say, one of the one of the things that I, I, I got to say I appreciate about you is that 
your music is very street influenced, but it's it doesn't like glorify negativity. You know, you know, right. you hear those some MCs they like they rapping and you know like you could hear the glorification <laughs> of the BS. You know what I mean? Like you, from what I've come into contact for most of your music, it's really not tapping into the the glorification of the streets or the or the negative outcomes that come with the streets you know can you can you talk to me about um you know why you feel it's necessary to to approach your music in that way um because you know again i'm i'm just leaving i'm I'm living my truth and i feel like Mm -hmm. you know i come from um a place where you know we we go out you know, uh, you know, I've gone out in in these neighborhoods, man, um, that I've grown up in, and in neighborhoods that I didn't grow up in. And you know, um, while everybody, everything is going on, they out there, you know, whatever they doing, you know, what I'm saying we out there teaching them and telling them, hey, look, you know, this that's not the way to go. You know what I'm saying? And I felt I always looked up to you know certain artists that may have came up in those. Uh, predicaments or situations and you know they chose to uh they chose another path you know what i'm saying um you know instead of glorifying what you know what is actually exterminating or killing our people off you know um you know they rather teach mm. they rather teach their people man um that that it's a better way and i feel like i think that's needed you know you know what and don't get me wrong. I, you know, I listen to it all. You know right. what I mean? But I, for, for me, for me, I feel like it's it's time for me, um, and it's been time for me to speak to these things, man, and, and really um, teach my people that we need, we need each other now more than ever. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, we... <laughs> We, we we got the red dot on our head, man. It's a target on us, man. So it's like, why perpetuate um, what the enemy is already trying to put out there for us? Yeah. If that makes sense. I hear you. you know no, I definitely hear you. I you definitely hear and, you. And that was that, that particular line, but, uh, that specific line was based off, a com- uh, off of a conversation that I had um with another artist, you know what I'm saying? And, and he, he basically said that, like, you know, it's like, yo, um, some people, some people speak, speak about, you know, the violence and, and all of that, not because they're trying to glorify it, but just they're speaking their truth. This yeah. is what, this is, this is either what they're going through or this is what they have gone through. So if it's, it's like, if you really listen, you know, this person may not be glorifying it. This is, you know, his actual, this is his story. This is his autobiography, you know what I'm saying? Or her autobiography, she just, you know, he or she is just breaking it down. And yeah. the same thing for me, you know what I'm saying? It's like, yo, yeah, I came up in the hood, you know, I came up in the projects, you know, but I didn't do, you know, there was there was a certain path that I chose that maybe the people that were on the same block didn't. Right. You know, and I think a lot of people, I think that's what separates me from a lot of cats. A lot of cats don't want to live in their truth and say, hey, you know what? 
yeah, I came up in the hood, but I didn't do those things. You know right, what I'm saying? Right, that right. I, that I'm, I'm glorifying and I'm talking about. You know, because you start, you get to find out that a lot of these dudes ain't really who they say, say they, they are. They are, yeah. You know? Yeah. Um. But yeah, man. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, man, I think for me, it's, you know, I speak to things that I'm e- e- either practicing or um, it's a goal that I'm trying to reach for myself. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? On my, you know, on my, you know, on my path in this life. Yeah. yeah. I, I could respect that. You know, just kind of following along with this theme on the song Fabric, you have another line where you say, uh, grinding ain't just doing block shifts. The grind is also right. doing graveyard shifts, working at midnight or doing day job shit. What made y'all flip? Day job shit. <laughs> made y'all flip. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought that was dope yeah. because, um, yeah. 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 you, you know, you was giving recognition. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Game, game. No, I said so, that. I thought that was dope because you you was giving recon, recognition to the working class brother or sister. You know that brother that crazy. might not necessarily be caught up in the streets. And I just wanted to know why you why you felt it was um necessary to to give that recognition. You know to to the other elements of the hood that may not be, for lack of a better word, may not be glorified in in street. Life, you know what I mean, but it still well, represents the, the hood, you know what I mean? Because in real life, I, I think so. The, the the song, the fabric, is just basically, you know, exposing um, things and and kind of correcting what people um, have the, the fact that people have been mis- miseducated on what a real man or real woman is. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? See, a lot of people try to say, oh, real nigga, real nigga this, real nigga that. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I don't want to be a real nigga. I want to be a real man. You know what I'm saying? A real man takes care of his family. Yeah. Um, real man, I work a job, work two jobs, work three jobs to take care of his family, take care of himself, take care of his kids, his wife, his wife or whatever. You know what I'm saying? A real man holds himself accountable. Um, that's what the fabric is about. Like, yo, y'all, y'all, y'all got it all wrong. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? What y'all call real ain't really real. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah, which I, which I consider, you know, it's cut from that cloth. That that's that's not what it is. Mm. You know, and that that's what I'm kind of. You know, that's what I'm speaking on. I can definitely you know, hear it's, that. It's not, it's not, it's not, and my thing is, yo, a lot of times, you know, I'm not even, I'm not even just speaking to, like, I'm not just speaking to you. I'm speaking to myself. Mm. How about that? Mm. How about that? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking to myself as well. You know, so, um, but yeah, um, when I that, that that specific line was just speaking to that, like yo, yeah, you know, just shouting out the the working class, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that is nothing wrong, you know. A lot of people say the working man is a sucker, but yo, if you don't work, you don't eat. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 
And then I was like, yo, at, you know, at one time, that was something that was held in high regard mm-hmm. for a man to go out and work whatever you needed to do to take care of his family. What happened to that? What made y'all flip? Wow. Took that, the black that makes man come home and see the major switch. Yeah. Our kings under the radar on some Adolf hit. You know what I mean? So, you know, our kings are getting killed out here by what? The, the beast. The, what we call the beast. The, the police. You know, they're killing us like we roaches, man. Mm. Wow. You know? So, yeah, yeah. So, it's it's a lot of a lot of jewels on, on, that, on that record. Yeah. Speaking of <laughs> jewels, the song called Jewelry... Which really dope track, by the way. I really like that track. It just like just the whole sound of it just is just dope. You right. referenced um Squeegeo, who we spoke right. about earlier, and Squeegeo is another MC from Staten Island that um I interviewed. I had the privilege of interviewing earlier this year. You uh, right. referenced, you know, when you and him were children, and I know you spoke about this earlier. Talk to me about your relationship with Squeegeo, uh, like in terms of how far you guys go back, like who started rapping first? Like what's the, what's the history? <laughs> All right. So here's, here's, the, here's the deal with that. All right. So, you know, um, like I said, I, I, um, I was living in the Manus Harbor projects and I, I left, I left, um, probably like maybe 12 or something like that. But, you know, um, before I left, um, you know, of course, like I knew Squeeze Yo when he was a, probably before he was even born. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, wow. you know, cause his, his, so you're his, older. his father, yeah, I'm older than him. Yeah. His father used to hang out with my step pops and they would be, you know, like listening to music together. And his mm-hmm. name was Mr. Dean, real cool cat, man. Like they would be like harmonizing in front of the, uh, in front of the building and, bugging out or whatever so you know squeegee came came along a little later and um you know i remember him just being a little you know little little kid man you know we were we were all kids like i might be he's about three years older than him three four years older than him something like that mm-hmm. and uh you know we used to play atari and all that you know together man and um you know i had left I had left, and then, you know, years years later, I found out he, he was rhyming. I'm like, oh, snap. You know, <laughs> and, you know, he was nice. So I hit him up on the Facebook and all of that. I'm like, yo, you know, that's how we got reconnected. Wow. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, yeah. So it's crazy how, you know, um, how life is, man. Yeah, and that's crazy yeah, that, that y'all both fathers were, like, connected musically. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I had a, it was a lot of lot of music in my house, man. A lot of music in his house. Wow. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Yeah, shout out uh, to Squeegee O, man. It's a good dude, yeah, man. Yeah, shout out to him, man. Love we actually working on a project together. Oh, too. nice. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I look forward to hearing that. That'll be dope. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. So, so did you... It was only right, man, for him to be... For him to get on a, a, the Modern Music Project, man. Yeah, yeah. I had to get him on that. Yeah. Dope, no dope, doubt. dope. So um I, I guess it's safe to say you started MCing first before Squeegee or like do you know like who who I, jumped so it never, off first? I, I, we never talked about that. Oh, okay. I, I don't know. Like yeah, I don't know. I mean Interesting. I, I would I would assume so because I'm I am a few years older than him, but that don't mean nothing. Right, that's true. <laughs> 
Yeah, he could have been. He could have started rapping at four. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Word, word, word. Yeah, yeah that's dope, though. I'm glad. Um, I mean, it doesn't matter, but I was just curious to know. But uh, I'm, I'm glad to hear that you guys are gonna do a project together. That should sound good. I know your feature on his album, the from from niggas to gods. That 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 was a pretty dope feature as well. And that was when oh, I when I first heard of you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's what's up. One of the tracks that I really, really um, liked from you, and obviously this is like my first year getting to know you. I first got on, got put onto you through, you know, that feature that, you know, you were on with Squeegee on his album that came out earlier this year. But the track that really like brought me in was the Wake Up track that you released not too long ago. It's called Wake Up Spread Love, and it features crazy fingers and the singer rel and that's rel from the rockefeller days right exactly exactly yeah, talk to me a little bit about how um you and uh how that how that connection came to be like you you being able to get rel on this on this track i haven't heard from him in years so it was pretty dope to hear his voice i always thought he had know, a dope right? voice as a singer um so it was dope yeah. to hear him on this track Phenomenal singer, phenomenal writer. Um, yo, it was one of those things. I, You know, what I do, man, is like if I want to connect with somebody, and, you know, as bad as the Internet can be, you know, it can be useful at times, you know, like especially with social media, you know, you could just hit people up, you know what I'm saying? And and that, a lot of times that's what I just do. I Like I'll try my hand and hit them up, and that's what, that's what kind of happens. That's smart. I put, you know, I hit him. I hit him and was like, "Yo, definitely a fan. Uh, would be dope to, you know, at some point work." And mm-hmm. he was responsive, man. Like he responded pretty much immediately. Mm-hmm. Told me what he needed. Um, I was able to, you know, to provide that. And uh, you know, between myself and Crazy Fingers, and um, I sent in the record. Um, you know obviously without his vocals on it and he loved it and he was like yo um this is gonna be easy because i actually liked the record you killed it so wow he turned around and, and he killed it <laughs> wow yeah he so, definitely yeah, did man, his thing on it him. yeah who produced the record by the way so um crazy fingers oh it's uh, crazy fingers it. okay got the, it yeah and that's ba- that's going to be on a record that i'm working on called the god's honest truth Mm. Um, which hopefully whenever it's done, uh, we're still working on it. Um, actually we, we, uh, pretty much almost done with it. It's got to add some few touches to it, but yeah, that's going to be on that, uh, that album. Mm. It's probably yeah. one of the most soulful tracks I've heard from you. Obviously I haven't heard your entire catalog, but from what I've, right. you know, what I've already listened to, it definitely, definitely stands out. Um, I wanted to also ask you about a line from there, right? Um, that really, really made me think. There's a line where you say, freedom's never free. It's for a fee and never be again. And I thought about this word freedom, right? And how clearly a part of freedom is the word free. And it's like loudly a part of the word, right? And I thought about this idea of how, like, how did freedom get to a place 
where it's actually a cost attached to it. Like free should not be uh-huh. connected to cost. It's like opposites, right? Uh-huh. And I, I, you know, well, just just to to build off of that, just that, like from from your own way of thinking and perspective, like how do you how do you feel like we've gotten to a place where free has a cost to it? When I basically when I look at the the, the four hundred years that we spent in chains, whether it be you know literally or figuratively in this country, you know we it, it's cost our cost us our lives, um, you know mostly um, to 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 try to obtain and we still haven't obtained it Mm. you know what i'm saying as a people so that's why i said that yeah so um i want to talk about this album with dj grasshopper called this is war you guys go by the group the fix right there's a track on there and i feel like you do this throughout other parts of the album but there's a track on there called a lesson where it features a you know legendary MC KRS one at the beginning of the, um, the song. Mm. And he's really like talking about, um, the difference between the word rapping and the word emceeing and, and the reason for the spelling of emceeing being expressions of ours elements, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, in your words, like what is, what does MC mean to you? Like if you had to um, look at how you embody that expression, what is it? What does it mean to you? I say when you're MCing, for me, it, it feels like, you know, you, you, you touch God level, man, you know, touch the God level, so to speak. Cause it's like, you, you know, you're controlling the crowd, mm-hmm. you know, you're controlling how they see you, you know, you're controlling the vibe and it, everything is based off of, you at that moment in time you know people are looking to you to to uh you know um bring forth their energy mm-hmm. so they can give it back to you you know what i'm saying but yes. it's like you have that power you know to control the situation um that's what i'm saying to me you know what i'm saying dope um tearing down a stage um what you say, how you say it, um, you know, those, those things are very important to me, how you say something, what you say, different things, you know, like, like I love the fact that you were able to um, pick up on certain things and challenge me on it, like, yo, what you say, what you mean by this over here, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's all part of being an MC, you know, and a lyricist, like really getting into the um the power of of words yeah and and, and bending them and doing that whatever the hell you want to do with them you know what i'm saying yeah, <laughs> even that's... if you even if you pronounce it wrong it's like yo i mc i, I, I mispronounce something proudly mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like yeah. for instance like um on fabric i i pronounced paramount incorrectly but i did it on purpose yeah, yeah I noticed that but I knew what you were talking about like when you said yeah. it I know I noticed the mispronunciation but it wasn't enough to make me say I don't know what you're saying oh, like yeah, I, no, he, talk, 
Yeah, yeah I knew right, exactly what you right. were saying, yeah. But I did it because, you know, that, that as, as an MC, it's like, you know, you do, you do, like, words are, at, you know, words are, you know, they do whatever you tell them to do, man. Yeah. You know, and that's, and that's what I do, man. Oh, dope. Wow, yeah. thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Listen, man, it has been a pleasure talking with you, man. Um, I'm so grateful to have you on the show today. As far yeah, as your yeah. your your plans for the rest of the year, and I know like we're still in the whole COVID phase, you know, mm-hmm. um what um what what's next for you, man? Like I know this Modern Music 2 just released. Um, is right. there any other plans that people could look forward to as far as music from you or you know just endeavors that you may have that your fans or other people out there might be interested to know of course um well first and foremost you know i will be continuing to um promote uh promote the album so i'll be doing um visuals are coming soon so real special visuals coming up soon for the for the project um you know trying to think of different ideas on merch too um uh let's see you know still i'm still working i'm still working on uh several projects you know like i said i have the the god's honest truth with crazy fingers um we're pretty much almost done with that so um that may be released um um, maybe the top of uh, 21, mm-hmm. I want to say. Okay. Um, yeah, so just, you know, just working on um, working on new music. I do have a show that I'm going to be a part of, an event that's coming up um, uh, 1025 in a few weeks. Okay. Yeah. Is it a virtual show or is it a real, like, yeah, it's physical? A, it's, a, it's a virtual show. Got it. Okay. Is virtual, so so rock the house. That's what's that's the event. It's called okay. rock the house, and it's going to take place uh, ten twenty five. So that's a Sunday. Um, they start at four, and the event stops at uh, ends at seven p.m. Got it. Got so it. So it's going to be myself, ill conscious, Surfer Tune, J. Royale, um, uh, you'll never know. Um. And a few others, you know, um, that's coming. Dope, dope. Don't be in Baltimore, yeah. T- tell the people out there, um, like where they can find you, like as far as your your website or your social media platforms. So they, um, and I know a lot of your music is on Bandcamp. Uh, I tried to right. look for some of it on like the streaming networks, but I know a lot of your music is on Bandcamp. So you could give your Bandcamp as well. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, so um. Basically, I'm I'm pretty much everywhere when it comes to social media, but I'm more so on Instagram. Uh, Instagram is J A M J A M I L. Always have a problem spelling my own name. <laughs> you good? J A J A M I L underscore honesty H O N E S T Y. So that's on pretty much everything: Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and then you got. JamilHonesty.bandcamp.com. Um, you can pretty much check out my whole catalog there. I do have some records and some uh, 
some al- albums available on, on streaming sites like Modern Music One um, is on you know Spotify and all those other streaming right, right. sites. Um, so we're we're still pushing. We actually have uh, Modern Music Two on vinyl currently. Um, we have the red vinyls available. We go to CopenhagenCrates.com, so that's C-P-H-C-R-A-T-E-S.com. And then we have the cassettes coming as well. Uh, we partnered with uh, Icy Palms Records. That's I-C-Y-P-A-L-M-S Records.com. Um, um, you know, it's a pre-order your cassettes and all of that. And I have the CDs as well. You can... Get that on my Bandcamp page. Dope, um, dope. You know, so your yep. music is so, very yeah. accessible. People can get to you. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So yeah, if you know what, y'all need verses, y'all need beats, because I make beats as well. Nice. Um, you hit me up on Instagram, DM me. So, serious inquiries only. Yes, serious <laughs> inquiries, please. <laughs> yeah. you know, yes, we, man. We ain't wasting no time. Got it, got it. You got to make that bread, you know. Indeed, indeed. Yeah. Lastly, what do you want? Um, what do you want your music to represent? Like, you know, for for listeners, you know, when you think about the mark that you want to leave as far as an artist, what what do you hope um fans are able to take away ultimately from your music? That I respect the art. That I respect the art. That's what I want them to walk away knowing. Um, is that I respect the art, you know, um, cause what I'm going to be doing, man, is, you know, I, you know, I have different chambers, like for instance, you know, the, the two albums that I dropped this year, you know, um, it's boom bap or, you know, if that's what you want to call it, but it's a different vibe, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I, I'm not trying to really be pigeonholed into a, a box thing to, to one sound or one vibe or one concept you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying so i have that uh, or those two projects and then you know the the joint that you heard or that you spoke on called wake up yeah you know that's going to be a different a different vibe you know and it, these are all things you know that's a part of me you know what i'm saying got it and um the things that i like to speak on or the things that i'm feeling you know what i'm saying so that's what I want people to walk away from, man. I, I don't want you to think that you're always going to get modern music from me. Right. You know what I mean? Because that's just one vibe and that's just one chamber that when me and Hob get together, that's that's what we create. Right. You know what I'm saying? But when me and Crazy Fingers get together, it's going to be a, a totally different vibe. It's going to be me, but it's just going to be something a little different. Dope, so dope. Um, I'm prepared, uh, you know, I'm prepared to you know, lose people with that, you know, they may be like, yo, what is he, what is he doing? They may like it. They may not like it, but you know, I think as an artist, you have to take chances and challenge yourself and challenging your, challenge your listeners. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I like that. Respect the art, man. That's a, that's a really good way to, to close out the show. So man, thank you again, Jamel. I wish you all the best. Continue success. As yeah, an MC, time, as an man. artist, continue to do your thing, man. I'll be looking for uh, new projects and new releases and just new music from you. 
Um, and I, but you already have a big enough catalog that I can go back and check for. So, you know, just keep doing your thing, bro. Yeah. Thanks, man. You too. Likewise, brother. Indeed. So Thank on you that, for your time, man. Yes, no problem, man. No problem. It's a pleasure. So um, on that note, man, I just want to say to all of our listeners, go check out our website, outtheboxmedia.com. We have a merch site that's up. It's outtheboxmedia.bigcartel.com. We got sweaters, hoodies, shirts, hats, you know, um, support the movement, support uh, quality hip-hop journalism, um, and, you know, just represent for us. Um, go to the website, outtheboxmedia.com. We put out a new episode every Friday. We're trying to keep it consistent. Got a lot of stuff coming coming through, you know, for all the listeners out there, man. So keep connected with us. Um, you can subscribe to our email list by going to outtheboxmedia.com, hitting the subscribe button under the menu tab and just putting your email and your name so we could keep you updated with all the great stuff happening with Out the Box Talks. There's going to be a lot happening as we uh, go through the remainder of the year. So again, thank you all for listening. Until next time, which will be next week, I want to say peace, love, and light. Stay healthy, stay safe. Much love and respect. Peace. Peace.